Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode may be a short one because it's very hot today and I don't really want to be talking for too long. I don't even know which film to talk about. Alright, I've got two lined up that I could talk about. Thor 1 and Thor 2. Which one shall I talk about today? Because I recorded the Love and Thunder review first, then I watched Ragnarok, then I watched Thor 2, and now I've finished watching Thor 1, so I've watched in a completely ridiculous order. I'm recording these in a stupid order too. I'm uploading them in a completely different order, so I don't know... I don't know what to do. Um, Thor, let's just go for the first Thor. Alright, so welcome to the last... No, yeah, this is going to be the last one that I upload. (laughs) Um, I think the first Thor is the best. Alright, that's why I watched it last, because save the best till last, people commonly say. And first Thor really, really is the best. Alright, I always thought this, but having just finished watching it for the first time in... It's got to be a couple of years since I've seen it. I just love how memorable this script is in particular, because there are so many lines that are really recognisable. And when you're listening to it and when you're watching it, you just want to speak along with it. So half the things that Odin comes out with, because Anthony Hopkins plays Odin fantastically. I didn't notice the ravens in this film, right, on his throne. I did not recall seeing those ever. But the same with Thor 2, right, this moment when he, I think he gets a raven land on him. And I'm like, that that's genius because Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder, they've kind of just completely obliterated all signs of the Norse mythology but I like what they do in these first two films and the first one in particular the way Kenneth Branagh directs it and he crafts it all I think it's respectful of the lore you know of the whole Norse mythology but also of the Marvel comics that these are based on because ultimately it's not it's kind of the thing that Vikings would have believed in like the so-called legends and gods but at the same time it makes you feel fascinatingly engaged with the whole backdrop of Norse mythology with Thor and Odin and Loki and so many other wacky Scandinavian Norse names but I love what this film is able to do with that and it's all golden and it all looks fantastic I mean there's so many Dutch angles too in this film which is crazy I mean Kenneth Branagh just doesn't like holding the camera straight right he just wants it at an angle at all times I mean it opens with it's great there's one shot I think Natalie Portman and Stellan Skarsgård in a car they are in frame and it's leaning to the left and then the very next shot when it's looking out the car it's leaning to the right and then he goes back to leaning to the left god so many Dutch angles I forgot but yeah that's the beauty of this film all right it doesn't always look the prettiest but the budget is there I think the production design and the CGI the VFX work is really good I think this is back when the Marvel films felt like really good like really good I mean this is the same year as Captain America the First Avenger and I just love the vibe that you get from those two films right they go hand in hand so well because both of which were telling stories about characters we'd never seen before on the big screen and in a world that is so full of Batman reboots and Superman reboots and just the same things rehashed over and over again it felt like a breath of fresh air to have a story focused on a god from Asgard who comes to Earth and he has to reclaim the powers of Thor after he's been banished by his father. I think it does well to tell the story of Thor in probably a recognisable story, one that he wants to make his father proud, his brother betrays him. That to me is a pretty mundane story, but by having gods at the centre of it, 
it's a really clever way to tell the story. So Kenneth Branagh chose this story well. I know he didn't write it, but the writers, I think they do a good job. Like, tries to balance the humour and the heart really quite well. I do prefer this kind of humour, right? This comedy right here in these first two films, I naturally prefer it to the comedy in Ragnarok, even though, you know, I like Taika Waititi in his early days, but I think Ragnarok tries way too hard to be funny, whereas this first Thor film, it's so candidly humorous, right? When he walks into a pet shop and he's just like, I need a horse. You know, that is funny, right? I can remember every single bit that makes me laugh in this film whereas in Ragnarok every single time I watch it something new makes me laugh and something old that used to make me laugh doesn't make me laugh anymore so it's an inconsistent style of comedy with Ragnarok and Love and Thunder especially Love and Thunder because that's but with the first thought it was coming off the back of Iron Man it was the very early stages of the MCU nobody had ever seen this character before nobody had really seen Chris Hemsworth before either so I think this is really his Star is Born film because he's good in it. I think he gets better as he gets further into the role of Thor, but I think he does a great job in this film. I'm not a huge fan of his bleached eyebrows, and I think his hair is a little bit short. Like, it's better when it's just that little bit longer, I think, in the first Avengers film, and then Thor 2 as well. But I do like when he gets his hair cut in Thor 3. However, I think his hair in this... It's a little bit shaky, but I do love his suit, right? And the costume design is arguably the best in this film. However, I do like some of the upgrades that characters get in the second one. And then Ragnarok just kind of throws it into a completely different realm. And then Love and Thunder has a completely different array of costumes, which are, I'm not going to lie, dreadful to look at but this first Thor film and the first suit that he wears I love the chainmail arm sleeves that he wears the red cape flowing all the time it's fantastic I love the six cylindrical things that he has on his suit as well I just think it's a really nice design and it looks fantastic when Chris is wearing it it feels practical look at it. I don't know how much of it is CGI but you can definitely tell in the latter movies not just for Thor but in any movie especially Spider-Man as well you can tell when a suit is CGI but with this it looks practical as hell and it fits in with the cinematography so damn well right it just slots into the production perfectly so I, I love what they do with this film I think it's a really really fun movie it's got a good structure to it I think the villain the villain's a little bit disappointing but mainly because there's a twist as to who the real villain is which I'm not going to spoil even though it's what 11 years old but I, I could everybody's seen Thor but still I love the performances. I think Tom Hiddleston is very good as Loki. I do like him in this film. I mean, him again, there's so many great lines that he says that are just so quotable. And I can remember all of them. But you look at the latter two Thor films, right? Ragnarok has a couple of good lines here and there. But Love and Thunder, I cannot remember a single line from that film. I know I've only seen it once, but the first Thor film, I haven't seen in two years, but I can still remember it like it was yesterday. So when he's hanging off on the bridge at the end, brother, please, everybody knows that. Or in the first Avengers film, when he's in the park speaking to Thor, and he's like, I've seen things that people wouldn't believe. Odin's son, you know, the way that he speaks, it's so weird, but it's great, right? I love the accents. I love the commitment to the roles to make it, it's kind of absurd, right? A lot of the accents, a lot of the performances are a little bit absurd, but... They've got to be, right? In a movie with a guy that uses a magic hammer to fly around and controls the thunder, it's got to be a bit absurd. So I think they did a great job. Right? Natalie Portman is great. Stellan Skarsgård is fantastic. Everybody's very good. It's a fun movie, directed very well. I like Thor. I do like the first Thor, and I, I, mean, I do think it's sad that this is the best one. But, oh well, just go back and watch it again, because, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. I think it holds up pretty well 11 years later. Yeah, just go and watch it. All right, the first Thor, it's on Disney+. Plus 
or you've probably got DVD because this was back in the days when everybody was buying DVDs or the 3D Blu-rays, whatever they were, because Marvel were really selling that back then. Yeah, it's a good film. So with that, this has been Thor. I have been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.